Oh, it's already started, yeah. That's right. okay. <clears throat> Hello! Uh, sorry. <laughs> we, we're, we're not even a second in and we've got a blooper. Leave, that, leave that in. By the way, with me, Leo West, joining me today is noted Commander Wharf enthusiast, Rob Frimston. Rob, hi. What are we going to be talking about today? Um, Commander Wharf, uh, ideally. (laughs) Commander Wharf. He is, uh, he's he's excellent, isn't he? Is he? Minsk. So what are we going to be talking about today? Today, today we're going to be talking about the London Eye. Ah. Noted London attraction. Very noted. Famous wheel. Popular viewing platform. Very popular. Extremely popular. Yeah. How popular is it? 3.75 million visitors a year on average is how popular it is. That's a lot. Or did you mean on a scale of 1 to 10? Well, on a, that's what I meant. That's what I, I oh, thought. Because I, I thought you were going to say 3.75 on a scale of 1 to 10. No, 3.75 million on a scale of 1 to 10. Right. That makes more sense. Extremely popular. Extremely popular. And what do you want to tell me about the London Eye, Rob? I want to tell you almost everything there is that I know about the London Eye. Where should we start? Please, please do pick somewhere. <laughs> well, so the London Eye, the idea for the London Eye, it yeah. was, uh, the original idea was of a husband and uh, wife team. Husband and wife team? Yeah, Julia Barfield and David Marks, uh, husband and wife team. They don't share the last name? They don't. No. I don't know if they have any children. I don't know what their children's surnames are. What, what would their ship name be? Oh, the problem is Marks is one syllable. That makes it quite quite difficult, isn't it? Barfarks? Barfarks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that Marfield? But Marfield's just a kind Marfield's of Marfield's just name, another it? name, yeah. We're going to have to go for Barfarks, but that yeah. sounds awful. Some giant wooden vessel created specifically to be able to chunder in. Oh, I thought it sounded more like one of Commander Wharf's cousins or something. It, is, it would be an excellent Klingon name. It would. I ship it. Lieutenant Commander Barfarks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We should write to... It isn't Brian Fuller anymore, is it, who's doing Star Trek Discovery? No. We should write to whoever the new showrunners are and request, and they demand that Barfarks be one of the... <laughs> Klingon cast of the new Star It's Trek. so perfect that so far, as far as I'm aware it already is part of the Star Trek universe. What, hang on, you, you despite the fact that I'm you're aware. aware that we've only just coined it, yeah. you think it's been retroactively added to the existing Star Trek canon. As far as I'm aware. Yeah, well I I can't immediately prove you wrong on that. <laughs> you can't immediately point, prove me wrong. Which is tantamount to saying you are correct. So the two of them came up with the original concept of a, a giant London Ferris wheel, the, the London Eye, uh, back in 1993, because what was going to happen is they, were, they, want, they had a competition to design a new uh, landmark or, or something to mark the new millennium. Um, and their submission was this Millennium Wheel, which is, of course, what it was originally called. Yeah. And as far as I know, the competition was ultimately scrapped. They, they actually never really followed through on the competition, so nobody 
won it, as it were. But that nugget of an idea for the London Eye uh, was stayed and was kept, and they they got the funding for it and they built the thing. That's interesting. So who gave them clearance if there was no competition in the end? Well, I mean, the funding came from various places. I think British Airways did part of the funding. It was originally the British Airways London Eye. It was it indeed, not? yes, because it used to be. It used to basically have three equal thirds part owners, I believe, which was British Airways, the Barfield Marks Foundation, Barfarks, Barfarks, and uh, Two Swords, which right. later became Merlin Entertainment, Merlin. and yeah. they le- they later bought out the whole thing. So they now, I think, outright own it and had you know sponsor it out. Yeah, exactly. To um, EDF and then Coca Cola. It was it was yes, it was the British Airways London Eye, then it was the Merlin Entertainment's London Eye, then it was the EDF Energy London Eye, mm-hmm. then it was the Coca Cola London Eye. Yeah. I don't know who's gonna take over it next. Well, Coke have the money, don't they? Coke have got money. No one's denying They've that. had an advert in Piccadilly Circus for over sixty years. They have, since nineteen fifty five. So But here's the thing I always think's weird. Obviously, it doesn't say Coca-Cola anywhere on the London Eye. I, I, I imagine if you asked the av- average person on the street in London who sponsors the London Eye, I think a lot of them wouldn't be able to tell you. Like, I don't know how much Coca-Cola paid for the sponsorship of the London Eye, but I think they might have wasted that money. Because no one knows. You only know it's the Coca-Cola London Eye if you go on it, or if you're listening to this. Or if you see an advert for it. When does that happen? I, that's a serious question because I don't own a television. So, <laughs> um, Merlin adverts do happen. They do happen. Okay. And the thing is, is that it could be an advert for Alton Towers or Legoland or any of Merlin's myriad um, investments. Now, Alton Towers holdings. is very good. Holdings. You, you're a fan of Alton, Alton Towers. Alton Towers used to be the kind of standard school day out when I was at school. Yeah. Um, I like it very much. But the thing is, at the end, they advertise every single one of Merlin's holdings down the bottom. Do they do it really quickly? Yeah. Like, like an American advert for, a, for, for, a, for pharmaceuticals? I've never have to se- list all the side effects. I've never seen really an American quickly. advert for pharmaceuticals. They're good fun. You should check one out. Um, Alton Towers, of course, somebody lost a leg, right? Yeah. They've created a character, right? They've created a Lego mascot for the, for the Leicester Square Lego store who wears... Uh, he's got a bowler hat and, a, I think, a walking stick and he wears a, 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 a waistcoat with, okay. with the Union Jack on it. Sorry, Union flag, because he's not a boat. But... <laughs> That's so angry. <laughs> Such anger. No, you think, I'm angry, you think I'm angry now? They've called the character, right, they've called him Lester... Mm-hmm. But they've spelt it L-E-S-T-E-R. Yeah. That's just needlessly confusing. Like, people are already confused about how you pronounce Leicester Square. Now, admittedly, this might help people pronounce it, but it also encourages them to spell it wrong. It does. It what are does. they playing at? Uh, a new standardisation for the spelling of Leicester, it seems. Earlier, you called the Londonite a Ferris wheel. I did. As far as I'm aware, that's not strictly pedantically true. Oh, we're going there, are we? Well, well yes. Well, you're quite right. Um, minor sidebar, do you know who, uh, who invented the first ever Ferris wheel? No, but I have a feeling that you're going to tell me. You're not going to believe this. I the better. Man, the man who invented the Ferris wheel was George Washington. 
Gail Ferris Junior. <laughs> right. Okay. I was going to say there's more to this. Yeah. No, that was his name. <laughs> that okay. was the complete fact. So his second name was Washington. His third name was Gail. His fourth name was Ferris. His fifth name was Junior. I'm sure Junior was not actually a name, was it? I have no idea. Or was he just part George Washington Gail Ferris the second, whom people call Junior? We're splitting hairs. Yeah, well, I'm splitting hairs about not calling the London Eye of Ferris Willard. That's Perkins. true. We're split, we're, I am splitting... I'm further splitting the hair that you've already split. Yes, no, but he created the first Ferris wheel for the um, Chicago World Fair in the 1893. Ah. So, yeah, a Ferris wheel... What we, what we traditionally think of as a Ferris wheel is anchored to the ground. I'm gesturing pointlessly. <laughs> it's anchored to the side on... You've added nothing. On both sides. Yeah. <laughs> it's at, Sorry... Picture, listeners, picture whatever physical addendum I might be doing to this sentence. A normal Ferris wheel is anchored to the ground on both sides. Okay. Left and right. Whereas, of West course... West and east. Whereas, the London Eye, if that was the case, one of his legs would be in the river. Holmes, you've cracked it again. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So, what is the London Eye? Let's say it together. A, it's a cantilevered, cantilevered observation wheel. wheel. Oh god, I feel dirty. <sighs> I need a shower. Ooh. Hang on, we suck. <laughs> in, in, if, if, if you class it as a Ferris wheel, it's technically the fourth tallest Ferris wheel in the world. If you class it as a cantilevered observation wheel, which which I have done, which you mustn't, but you have. Why uh, mustn't I? Well, because who wants to get involved in that level of pedantry? Clearly, I do. And, clearly, I, and, clearly. and if I'm being honest, so do I. It is the tallest cantilevered observation wheel. Anybody who is still listening to this podcast is interested in that level of pedantry. Let's be honest. Why else would they be listening? Hello, Leo's mum. <laughs> so, the other thing is that Ferris wheels use gravity to keep their passengers upright, more often than not, Right. Whereas the London Eye, that would cause quite a lot of problems. Well, yes, no. So they basically, there's a mechanism on each pod, uh, which they call a clutch. Should, should we pause to describe the London Eye? Just for those people who haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yet. Because yeah. everyone will everyone see Everyone will see All roads lead well, to the London Eye. <laughs> listen, at least 3.75 million people a year see it, so I'm sure we could do some quick maths. I like your fact that you've interpreted an average as being at least... Well, no, 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 because that's the people who visit it, whereas there's going to be... Oh, I see. Several... You're counting the people who see it but don't go on it. Yeah. I am one of those people. Me too. I've seen it. I have never been on it. I actually have been on it, but not for many years. Could you see Windsor Castle? No. Because uh, on a clear day, you can see 25 miles as far as Windsor Castle. That's not bad. Or 40 kilometres. 40 kilometres, if you prefer kilometres. But from the top of the Shard, you can see as far as Oxford, I believe, on a clear day. Now, how far away is Oxford? Which is about 80 miles away. That's further. I'm less impressed because the London Eye is a modern construction. Well, you should be impressed. Tell me why Do you remember, do you remember when they put it up? No. They had, to, they had to lift it sort of from the river up through... The 90 degrees to, to upright but they, they got as far as 65 degrees and then they couldn't figure out how to get it the rest of the way up so they just left it for a week just just looming over the river at a 65 degree angle that's terrifying yeah I imagine it would have been I didn't I didn't live here at the time I mean that's not impressive that's terrifying sometimes terrifying things are impressive sometimes impressive things are terrifying facts but 
How did they get? Uh, how did they get the wheel there in the first place anyway? Well, they moved it in boats at the river, didn't they? In parts. In parts, and then they built it on the south bank. Yeah. And then when they started to lift it up, they were like, "Oh, lads!" I think they just haven't really thought through. Lads, how they managed to get to sixty-five degrees and then be like, well, "No, what do we do?" <laughs> I don't know, but that is that is what happened. What were we talking about? We were talking about gravity and how you can't. Oh, the clutch. Yes. So no, you we were you, so we were going to describe the London Eye. That's right. We were, we were talking about the clutch, and yes. then we took a sidebar to describe the London Eye. So the London Eye is a fair, is a not a cantilevered observation wheel. But it is a wheel. It's a wheel. With spokes. With spokes and with 32 pods around the outside edge uh, in which people stand or sit. Pods made of glass without glass bottoms. Yes, the bottoms aren't glass. They don't have glass bottoms. No glass bottoms. Because I have had people worry that they are glass bottoms and people afraid of heights don't like that idea. I don't think people afraid of heights would surely wouldn't like the idea of the London Eye at all. Well, it tends to be, in my experience, an incredibly personal thing. So some people are worried about not being able to get out in an emergency. Claustrophobia. Yeah. Some people are worried about the speed the London Eye might travel at. Fear of speed, whatever the name for that is. Yeah. So when I tell them how slowly it moves, which I'm sure we'll come to, they tend to be mollified. But this, the, 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 there is a, a, a section of people that are much more likely to go on the London Eye when they learn that the pods don't have glass bottoms. Okay. Seriously. I think, it would, I think it would be reckless if they had given the pods glass bottoms. Hmm. I think it would be a relatively small subset of people who'd be like, oh, brilliant, I'll go on it because there are glass bottoms. I mean, it's, it's interesting, the semiotics of the British Airways... Sorry. You're going to have to define that word. Define that word. Yes. Uh, so semi- Call for a definition. Travel semi- rules. <laughs> uh, the symbolism of language. The, the way that, that language poetically refers to meaning. I think I know what the rest of your sentence is going to be, but I'm going to let you finish. Kanye West style. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. Thank you, Kanye, for letting me finish. You're quite welcome. Everybody knows that Kanye West and Leo West are cousins, so... Of course. I think it's interesting, in the first place, the semiotics of the British Airways sponsoring uh, glass pods that fly above London, you know? Oh, right, no, sorry, it didn't go where I thought. I thought you were going to make reference to the fact that it's called a flight, isn't it? And Well, that too. They call it a flight. exactly. Yeah, so it's a flight... But I believe they called it a flight because... Of British Airways. Of British Airways. I don't think any regular Ferris wheel you go on would call it a flight. Yeah, they? they now call it a can. A what, sorry? A can. A can? I can't... Think about it. A can... Can? A can do? Am I missing something it's really co- obvious co- here? Co- isn't it? <laughs> a can... Oh. Yeah? Because it's uh, sponsored by Coke. I, I wish I'd said something wittier. Well, yeah. but so do we all. <laughs> so do we all. That's my general, that's my motto. <laughs> that's the uh, Frimstone family crest, in fact. Yes, yeah, no, it is. Uh, You're absolutely right. It's on your coat of arms. It's not in Latin. Um, I don't speak Latin. No. And I designed that coat of arms. The height. I think you asked me earlier on how tall. The yes, but is. we're still. We're, you, oh, we're, we're still. We're still on a. Line. We're still on a on a on a tangent from a tangent. Sorry, at the moment. So I, we need so, a roadmap for this bad boy. Well, listen. I 
am an experienced debating chair. I can pull us back. Just stay with me. Trust me. So, I, now that we... I want, I want to be down on record that I do not trust you. Okay. Well, it is now down on record. <laughs> Good. Excellent. We are recording. Continue. Now that we've described the London Eye and its pods, um, how do they stay upright as they go around the circumference of the wheel because of course if they were just leaving it to gravity like you do with the ferris wheel the people would end up upside down by the top or they'd have to walk against the pod the entire time which is not a tourist attraction well i mean if if the if the pods were fixed rigidly then yes they they yeah that's what i'm saying down. no they're fixed by a system that they call a clutch and in fact this is the reason for the uh delay in the opening of London Eye. Because right, because it was meant to be open for before the millennium, right? Well, the 31st of December 1999 yeah. was when they were supposed Which to open. technically Yes, the I'm just making clues just before, right under the wire there, they were going to get it in, in off the red. Um, but there was a clutch problem on one of the pods. Wait, so was it a clutch problem or was it a clutch problem? Is that a phrase, clutch problem? Yeah, it was a joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm so worried. <laughs> it was a problem with. It was a significant problem. It was a problem with the. It clutch. was a clutch problem with the clutch. It was a clutch clutch problem. It was a clutch clutch problem. Yes, I'm not familiar with the phrase clutch problem. I'm going to use it more in polite conversation. Well, no, just the use of the word clutch to mean important. God, that was a clutch pass. What? Is that a football thing? I don't know. We were talking about football earlier. <laughs> Why are you going back D&D to football? D&D then. That was a clutch roll. Oh, let's, let, me take, let me talk to you in terms you might understand. That was a clutch proton torpedo. Sorry, photon oh, torpedo, right. which is the correct one. I don't know Doesn't. off the top of my head. Oh, well, you're not a true Trekkie then, is it? What if was you're the first one you said? Well, one of them's Star Wars and one of them's Star Trek, isn't it? What were the two that you Proton said? and photon. It's photon. Well, there we are. Is a proton torpedo a Star Wars? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. All right. Good. Well, this is this is gold. Um, <laughs> there was a clutch problem. So the, the with the clutch <laughs> on one of the pods. Good. That meant that that one would have just turned upside down as it went around. So why couldn't they just deactivate that one pod? I think put police tape across that. one Well, I think they figured that it was better to take a hit, a publicity hit on delaying the opening three months to fix a thing rather than being like we've opened it but don't go in that pod that's the death pod <laughs> I mean that when you put it in those terms I can understand what they're thinking yeah, yeah. so they, they you can also it. you can you can picture the uh, the photos that would have been taken with just this one empty pod <laughs> or the, the giant skull and crap <laughs> big red tape across yeah exactly the, yeah fair enough so they delayed it it wasn't a massive delay they opened it on the 9th of March 9th of March 2000 so what's that three months well two and a half months but you've never been on it no I haven't um for no particular reason, I've just never got around to it. Around uh, to it! That wasn't intentional. While we're painting the picture of how tall the thing is... Go on. Do you know how tall the thing is? 400 and something? That's... I'm going to say no. You've not even put in a unit no. of measurement. <laughs> you just Feet. said a number. Feet. Well, it, uh, it's 135 metres. Okay, so I wasn't that far No, off. no, no, absolutely. Uh, 135 metres. And at the time they built it, uh, famously, it was the tallest Ferris wheel in the world, uh, but it's now number four. You mentioned number four earlier, didn't you? It is now the fourth tallest it's the Ferris wheel. The biggest one in Vegas. It is. Right. So the, the third biggest is the Star of Nanchang in China. The second is the Singapore Flyer in Singapore. There's that word again. Flight. 
Right, sorry, I thought it's Singapore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I haven't said that already. No, that's so. Yeah, that's Singapore why, from, yeah. from from context, you shouldn't have thought I meant Singapore. And the high roller is the oh, is that what it's called? One that's the one in Las Vegas. It doesn't roll, does it? Well, in a way, yes, but in a fixed position, doesn't it? Isn't it? Surely that is just the definition of spin. Well, they can't call it the high spinner. That's not a gambling term. Roulette. Oh, they could have I made it a roulette thing. They should have they made it a spinning roulette thing. Should have done. They should have put numbers on it. They should make it a gambling thing. Why haven't they done that? Why isn't it a literal giant roulette wheel? Get me, get me Vegas on the phone. Weird wrinkle um, about the second and third wheels. God, I thought you were talking about my face for a second. Oh God, look at that. Ooh. No, odd wrinkle, the third biggest wheel, the um, Starman Chang, is technically the second biggest wheel, but it's the third tallest. Okay. Because it's a bigger wheel than the Singapore Flyer, but the Singapore Flyer, they just stuck on top of a three-storey building, so it's taller, even though it's a smaller wheel. I'm going to say that's cheating. Do you want to go and fight them? Yes. Right, get me Singapore. <laughs> All of Singapore. It's darling. Oh, is that Singapore. See, this is Vegas. (laughs) Right, can we make the high roller into a roulette wheel, please? A roulette... Yeah. Well, yes, I know... Well, obviously it'd be vertical. Yes, I'm not suggesting we lie the thing down. No, keep it where it is and just... We'll paint the numbers on and then just just put a smaller ball and... Tell them do it digitally with with the lights. That's right, yes... Yes, you're, no, yeah, gravity would be a problem if you had an actual tank of bowling. You're quite correct. Leo's made a good point. Do it with the lights, digitally. Well, no, it won't be, it won't be rigged, though. It doesn't matter if... <laughs> don't rig it. <laughs> or do. I don't care. You're telling Vegas not to rig something. Satire. Right? I don't know. Just, just send me the details. All right. Okay. I love you too. Bye. I'm glad they didn't hear me... Blatantly accused them of. Oh, they did. They they are not happy. Oh, they. You're not allowed to go there anymore. I've never been. Well, you never will. That's really sad. I know. Maybe I'll change my appearance and we'll do some kind of hijinks. I think it's the voice is the bigger buddy. The voice. Well, I can always not talk. No, I can't. Who are we kidding? Um, just, it's, it's a really sort of tragic image of you going to Vegas <laughs> and remaining entirely silent the whole time. So, anyway. The so, high roller, yes. which is now <laughs> a fully digitised, non-rigged roulette wheel, quite, is 169 metres. Now, you're a maths man. <laughs> you're a person who can add. What, therefore, is the difference in metres in height between... Our London Eye and the High Roller. Remind me of how tall the London Eye is. In 135. 35. 35. So 141, right? No, 44. Also, no. Wait, 135. Yeah. 169. 135, 169, 34. Don't say 34 like that's what you said previously. It is 34, but you said 41 and then 44. And I'm sure this isn't going to stay in. <laughs> it's 34 metres. It's 34, right. right. Now, I completely failed there. Now, you might be, you might be thinking, oh, 34 metres, I can't picture that. To be honest, Rob, that's exactly what I was thinking. I, I could tell. Yeah. 34 metres yeah. 
it just so happens, is the exact height of Split Point Lighthouse. I'm so glad you've told me that. I've always wondered. Split Point Lighthouse. Which... How big is Split Point Lighthouse? Is something I've always wondered. Well, it's 34 no, metres. 34 metres. And, and I know you know where it is. It's a split it's point. It's obviously in, in the town of uh, Aries Inlet, which is on the Great Ocean Road in Victoria in Australia. Yeah. Remember, yeah famous White House, Split Point White House. Listen, I've been years. there every other day for the last 20 years. You can picture it, right? Yeah. You, in fact, every time you close your eyes, you see it. I do. It's like a nightmare. To be honest, I was going to seek therapy about it. but I, I honestly think you should. Like, it's weird. But it is 34 metres tall. So picture it, like you always do every time you close your eyes. On top of the London Eye, and that's how big the high roller is, you see. Oh, I see what you've done there. Now, very, very clever. Now, cynics, cynics might think that what I've done here is just Googled the exact phrase 34 metres <laughs> in order to find something that's exactly no. 34 metres tall. No. But do you know what I say to those people? Hush. <laughs> thought you were going to swear then. No. No, f*** them. <laughs> there may at some point be two bigger wheels. The, uh, the Dubai Eye. Dubai Eye. Although it's now been changed to Aim Dubai. Uh, Aim being an Arabic letter. Um, that's being built in Dubai. Are they aware that the London Eye does not refer to the Roman letter I? Well, I think we're all aware of that. We're all aware that this is part of a larger scheme to build the London face. Right, yeah, but I mean... It's taking a while. It is. The London, <laughs> the London face. Yeah. <laughs> I think the shard is the nose. The shard is the nose, okay, yeah. which means that the face is more or less facing, what, east? Its mouth would be east. Its mouth would be the Thames mouth, in fact. Well, there we go. That's the mouth sorted. <laughs> yeah, We need sure. another eye. Another eye. We need ears. And a forehead. I don't know. I, don't, I think... I think <laughs> why the forehead? Like a chin, maybe. No, you just but... need, like, the top of the head. Yeah, but that's not, so... the, that's not the forehead. Well, that's the scalp. Was... Oh, okay, fine. The scalp. We need the London scalp. The most important part of any face is the forehead. <laughs> that's how we humans recognise one another. <laughs> Listen, that's... Do you know some monkeys can recognise each other's anuses as, as well as we can recognise other people's faces? What? From. I just read it the other day. <laughs> Great. Wonderful. You're a well of knowledge. The Dubai Eye is under construction. Or, what did you say? Ain Dubai. Ain Dubai. I think how you say it. But my point is, they've changed... They've obviously aware of the London Eye because they called it the Dubai Eye, right? Yeah. And then they changed it to an Arabic letter. They are aware that I is not just a letter I. Presumably. Right. I don't know. I don't seem to second guess these people. All I do know is that if and when it's completed, it is under construction currently, that'll be 210 metres tall. So right, so that, be the that tall. will be a significantly bigger. And we'll have an 80 metre uh, advertising screen in the middle of it as well. Oh, that's Which is what Coca-Cola should have done if they used their brains. But Coca-Cola didn't really have a say over it, did they? It's more Merlin Entertainment's property, isn't it? Well, I, I wouldn't have wasted my money if I were Coca-Cola. But the London Eye does light up red. It does. And everybody knows that red is the colour of Coca-Cola. Whenever I see the colour red, I think, oh. Santa? Coca-Cola. Is that an urban legend? No, it's not. It is true. It's true. Santa used to be green and was changed to red by Coca-Cola. Yep. They just get their dirty fingers everywhere. Yep. Unbelievable. There's also 
the New York wheel, which they've been talking about for at least like six years now. Okay. But it's not. Is, even, that, is it, that annoying you? Has it, it hasn't even you? begun construction yet. Wow. Like, I think at one point... Well, where would they build it? I know London um, is quite a dense city, but if there are any cities that are denser, New York is one of them. It's, it's Staten Island, right? Right. That's where they're building it, I think. But, well, but this is the thing. I, like, at uh, the end of last year, they finally delivered these four big pillars that are going to be the bottom of it. But, you know, at one point, they were saying it was going to be finished in 2015. It just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. The cost of it skyrocketed. From, I think, the initial estimate was about $200 million. They're now saying it's like $590 million. Wow. It's, um, and it's not yet. They've not even started construction. How big is that one going to be? 192 metres. So that's not even going to be as yeah, big as... even if they complete it... Wait, how big is the high roller? The high roller's 169. So it'll be biggest in America. Yes, but it won't be the biggest in the world. Because the Dubai Eye, which is way ahead in terms of construction, is going to be 18 metres bigger. Scrap the whole thing. That's what I'd do. Use the money to uh, fund the wall. <laughs> I'm not sure the Mexicans are going to pay for the New York wheel. <laughs> the problem there. They, they could pay for the uh, Monterey wheel, though. Can I just give you a little quote here? This oh. is from the. Um, I don't know. Is it relevant to the London Eye? Uh, it wasn't relevant to the New York wheel. Oh, okay. It was, um, this is back in 2011, 12. It was when they were first talking about the New York wheel. It was the mayor at the time, uh, I think it was Michael Bloomberg, said. The New York Wheel will be an attraction unlike any other in New York City, even unlike any other on the planet. Well, I mean, that's just not true, is it? True, yeah. <laughs> Nonsense. There might not be another one. Well, no, surely there's another Ferris wheel in New York. London has ha- had, like, three this last winter anyway. Well, London, of course, had the Great Wheel. Uh, only shortly after George Washington, Gale Ferris Jr.'s original wheel. In the, late, in the very late 1800s, it was the, okay. the, the Great Wheel. Was that for a particular festival I will have heard of? Uh, it was the uh, Empire of India exhibition, is what it was for. I actually have heard of that one. It was there, so it was 1895 to 1907, and that one was 94 metres tall. It was 94 was the height. And uh, during those years, uh, apparently more than 2 million people went on it. That's quite impressive, Which is a lot, actually. Yeah, but for the, t- for for the, the time. time, yeah. But as we yeah. mentioned earlier, London Eye, on average, 3.75 million a year. It's the ha- most visited paid attraction in the UK. Wow. I think the most visited non-paid attraction is the British Museum. And you were telling me... Well, yeah, fair enough. Uh, you were telling me uh, an amazing fact about its visiting numbers compared to globally... Go on. You, you, you have set up those pins with grace and art and aplomb. <laughs> I was telling you. Well, you were. You, I, I got was, this yes, fact from you. Yes, no, it's true. Uh, 3.75 million average per year is more than the Taj Mahal. It is also more than the Great Pyramids at Giza. Now, make your own conclusions. Draw what you will from that. A face. London face. The London face. Now, we were going to talk about speed. We mentioned speed in passing. How, we did. How, how speedy, if at all, is the London Eye? Well, there's, it's, there's a bomb on a bus. <laughs> Hang on. And Keanu Reeves. Who's his partner who dies in that? Spoiler alert. Is it Jeff Daniels? Like, it's definitely someone fairly... I think it might be Jeff Daniels. Daniels. I think Jeff Daniels is his partner and Dennis Hopper's the bad guy. Okay, we're looking at this. I know Willem Dafoe's the bad guy in Speed 2 speed Cruise Control. Well, he's never 
an he's, ally. He's never knowingly he's, unvillainous. Exactly. Willem Dafoe. It's Willem Dafoe. Not, he's Dafoe! He's not Willem Dafoe, is he? We made the same joke in a different way. It, uh, yeah, we came at that from two different <laughs> angles. We pincered it. That joke is well and truly outmaneuvered. <laughs> <laughs> we've, run, we've run rings around the concept of that joke. On the subject of films... Yes. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. The London Eye nearly falls over. Oh, does the London Eye... Fantastic Four uh, have to save it. Featuring that. Yeah, yeah. Why do they save it? Uh, Well, because that's what they do, aren't they? Do-gooders. Tedious (laughs) do-gooders. As opposed to the Silver Surfer, who merely saves the planet. Jessica Alba is in that film. She plays uh, Sue Storm. She has... So, we'll come back to the speed thing. I know you want to get to that. The, the, the UK celebrity who has apparently been on the one that I the most is uh, Kate Moss, who's been on it 25 times. Uh, but apparently Jessica Alba has been on it 31 times. Whoa! Whether that is related to the filming of Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, I don't know. Well, have you seen the scene? I have seen the scene. Has she, was she on the London Eye on Well, the she scene? was outside it. She wasn't in a capsule. She wasn't in a pod. Which they would have done with the green screen, right? Presumably. She's probably, she might never have been to the London Eye during the filming of that scene. But maybe she just got so excited by the idea of it that she then went and, went and rode it through. And every time she rides around, she's like, I've saved this thing. I like to assume she did it in a row. 31 times. I reckon she got trapped in a pod. <laughs> trapped in a pod. I reckon the people that are on the London Eye, in order to generate some publicity, locked Jessica <laughs> Alba in a pod and sent around 31 times. It takes half an hour to do a full rotation. Oh. And back to the speed thing. Well, so she has spent... Fifteen and a half hours on the London Eye. Bloody hell. I know, right? I reckon she just fell asleep. Do you reckon Jessica Albert <laughs> fell asleep on the London Eye? Do you think she's night? homeless? No. No. Is that what you're saying? That's, no, that's something I think something that's definitely you, what you're saying. That's something you inferred completely away from what I was saying. So if I were some kind of maths genius, I'd be able to work out from the information you've already told me how fast the London Eye moves. I'd have to remember the equation for working out the length of a circumference, which I don't remember. I remember it involves pi. But my point is, Rob, just tell me. Well, in actual fact, the circumference of the wheel is about 425 metres. Okay. Which, in fact, means that if you stretch the whole thing out straight, it will be bigger than the shot. A, I've never, I've never seen, I've never seen you respond with such blank, just nothing. <laughs> it was honestly like you'd frozen, like you'd crashed. <laughs> it moves at a precise speed of twenty-six centimeters per second. Okay, why, why centimeters per second? Why have you chosen those units? Well, because that's the easiest way of breaking it down. Okay, I think it's 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 naught point something miles an hour. So, significantly below walking pace, then? What's walking pace? So, like, two miles an hour. Well, then, yes. So, 26... 26 centimetres <laughs> per second. You're a bastard. Um, Which, uh, apparently, is about twice the speed of a sprinting tortoise. <laughs> Why do you know that? I've read it somewhere. 26... Okay, so, a tortoise, we can infer, at sprint, moves at 13, 13 centimetres per second. second. Yeah. Wow. Do you now, think I, don't, I don't think anyone's ever had a race between them. <laughs> Do you, what are you doing with that tortoise? <laughs> I'm going to race the London Eye. <laughs> Do you think anyone's ever taken a tortoise on the London Eye? Do you think 
someone has taken a tortoise on the London Eye. That's my question. And the tortoise has just sat there in their arms screaming because they are travelling so fast. They're like, whoa! This is the fastest ever! But hang on, Mm. right? People have definitely taken tortoises in cars. (laughs) And I don't think they scream then. I think they And a car's significantly faster. I think they do. It's just just inaudible. Yeah. Oh, God. That's quite harrowing now. (laughs) They've made you feel bad now, haven't I? Yeah. Think of the tortoises. Under what circumstance would a tortoise have to race a London Eye? Um, I don't know, you've seen Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh yes, I'm sorry, you're correct, that's what happens in that movie. <laughs> it might, it might do. It could be like, it's, it'd be, it would be a great, like, Pixar movie, <laughs> last action scene, if a tortoise was having to hop from pod to pod <laughs> around the London Eye. But he'd have to go in reverse, because it goes twice his maximum speed. Oh yeah, no, he'd be jumping backwards. Yeah. To, to defeat, I don't know, some kind of bad tortoise. Has anyone ever done that? Has anyone ever, like... Because that feels like a stunt that could be done. It's like... You want to talk about, you want to talk about stunts? Oh, go on. Well, David Blaine did it. Right. Yes, that rings a bell. In 2003, I believe it was, uh, he stood on top of one of the, the pods and went all the way around. But he was... I think people assumed it was just freestanding. He did have a cable. There was, like, a safety cable attached to the thing. Oh, OK. But I think he only did that mainly as a publicity thing to draw attention to his upcoming thing of that's when he did, you know, the box. When he oh, did the box over the Thames. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he did the London Eye thing as kind of as an advert for that. I mean, it's not the same thing, is it? No, but it was to draw attention to, here's a, here's a thing I'm doing in London. Good Lord, so, David Blaine, what are you doing? Well, now I've got your attention. <laughs> I, mean, he, I mean, that's not how he speaks. It'll be, Sorry. Well, well no, now I've got your attention. attention. <laughs> you're... you're your one is so much better, but I'm worried it's not picked up by the mic. I'm going to sit in that box over the river Thames and uh, not eat anything. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> really? I hope, he, I hope he's listening to this, and I hope he's offended. <laughs> but no, he went all the way around on top of a pod. Okay. And in 2000... But he didn't jump from pod to pod like a tortoise. No. I don't know if anyone's done that. But in 2006, a man called Gary Connery, no relation... Um, to who? To Sean Connery. <laughs> oh, right. Sure. It's a, it's a famous <laughs> He uh, parachuted off the top dressed as the milk tray man. Why? I don't know, for fun. I don't think it was an official advert. I think he's basically, he's like a daredevil professional stuntman kind of guy. Okay. Um, and what he did was he, he came in from the river like he had, a, uh, he had a, like a wetsuit on him. Like at the start of one of the Bond films. Is it Goldfinger? No. Is it Thunderball? It's Golden Eye. It's not Golden Eye. It's a Sean Connery one. Where he's, he's got a wetsuit oh. and he unzips it and he's got a perfect tuxedo with it. No, you're right, you're right. Sorry, I was thinking about base jumping. Where, <laughs> where he jumps... Yeah, well, that's he jumps on the dam. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. The whole perfect tuxedo underneath wetsuit. I think it's a start of Goldfinger, but it could be Thunderball. Anyway. It sounds like a Thunderball thing because Thunderball was very much about the water, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So anyway, that was... Uh, Sean Connery was Thunderball where the, where the, where the... <laughs> they're not really. that's not true right as far as I know they're not really Thunderball's where the Aston Martin turns into a submergible no that's a spy who loved me right okay that's Roger Moore mate oh god that's some I'm, classic Roger Moore I'm really I'm conflating because no because you remember because it's got the brilliant bit at the end where he drives they drive back onto the beach and he, and he drives past a guy and he winds by the window and just drops a fish out of the window <laughs> it's one of those classic bits of Roger Moore slapstick it's <laughs> 
Uh, I love that scene. I think The Spy Who Loved Me is probably Roger Moore's best like, Bond. Is The Spy Who Loved Me... Oh, uh, no, not even... The Spy Who Loved Me is the one that's basically got the same plot as You Only Live Twice, right. except it's a giant oil tanker instead of a spaceship. Okay, and it's not the one where it's good night, sir, at the end. Good night? Good night? Good night? Good night, sir. Oh, which one's that? I don't remember. That's one of my favourite Roger Moore moments. Yeah, no, I know the one you mean. What about, uh... I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. <laughs> oh, God. Penis. Oh, God. Penis joke. Do you know what? I love sex. The Man with the Golden Gun. That's, why? It's awful. It's one of my favourite... Yeah, that's why I love it. Christopher Lee's good. It's amazing in the same way as I enjoy watching The Room. Oh, really? On that same level? Wow. It's not maybe that level, but, you know... Is it... Is that the one with the with the really obnoxious sheriff character? Yes. Yeah. It is. Oh, and my favourite thing, by which I mean, like, one of the worst things about The Man with the Golden Gun is they do that incredible stunt. Yeah. They do the corkscrew barrel roll... Absolutely, yeah. ...car across with the... With the red ring, car. Yeah. And they utterly ruin it by putting a slide whistle over the top. Yes. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yes. It's an incre- It's like one of the best stunts in the Bond franchise. Although, I have to say, the... Casino Royale one, which currently holds the world record for the most oh, spins, yeah, actually took my breath away when I saw it. Like, wow. fit, like I could not breathe. I was like, oh god, that man is dead. Whoever is in that car doing that stunt, he's died. That's it. I, I mean, I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, it's not true. But that's it was very no. That's it, the it feeling it tried to evoke anyway. It so it's, it's a good stunt. I think I think I didn't find it impressive because I did. Did you think? Well, he well he's dead now, isn't he? <laughs> I didn't really believe he would have survived that. Fair enough. I don't know, they probably... I don't, no, I, that's fair enough. I mean, he, did, he, does, I know, he does flip the car in the book. Although in the book he was driving a Bentley, uh, not uh, an Aston Martin. Do you know that story? How, um, so for Dr. No, they were courting... They wanted a British car, yeah. but they didn't want a Bentley because Bentleys weren't sports cars anymore. Mm. They were called sort of state cars, state saloons. So they were courting Jaguar. And uh, they were in talks with Jaguar how much they would have to pay Jaguar to use their cars. And Aston Martin got wind of these talks and sent them a letter saying, well, you could use ours for free. Ah. <laughs> and, that's, wow. and that's why it's Aston Martin. One of the most fruitful partnerships in yeah. British cinema history. Yeah. <laughs> Cheeky bastards. I know, right? That's it. That's I really hope that story's true. Anyway. What were we talking Your about? Your face took so serious then. You did a proper kind of, <laughs> no, but seriously. Man alive. Gary Connery. Comes Gary in Connery. From the river. He came in from the river. The in a wetsuit. popular suit. horror film, it came in from the river. <laughs> in a wetsuit with a tuxedo underneath. The thing got, from the Thames. He got on the outside of one of the pods. Yeah. This was before they, they'd opened it for the day. Because they do... Wait, a... so... Uh, wait, am I to understand that the people... The people who run the London Eye were not aware of this stunt. They were not aware, no, no, no. No. So we managed to get on the outside of the pods, and they do a few test runs before they open it. What? So they helped him rotate himself to the top, and then it's, he clipped himself on, at the top clipped himself off, stood on the top, took off the, the wetsuit. What? The, uh, and then parachuted down. Nobody checks the pods before they turn the thing well, on. There are 32 of them. There's a lot. <laughs> what the? So, so you could just rock up to the pods... Hold on, and then you're on top of the London Well, they might eye. check it more now. That was in 2006. Oh, my God. Yeah? That's an astonishing story oh, that yeah. I'm really sad that I sidetracked. Sorry about that. No, no, no. I mean, you should be sorry, and you will pay for it. 
a lot of wedding proposals, weddings themselves take place. You can you know you can hire a private pod for weddings and things. Wow. In 2013, they uh, they officially recorded they they had had their 5,000th uh, wedding proposal. 5,000th. Yeah, they reckon they've had over they've had at least 500 weddings, uh, about about 22, 23 civil partnerships, and over 5,000 proposals take place on the eye itself. That's amazing. And in this, uh, in 2005, uh, December 2005, they because you know they sometimes light up the wheel in different colours. They lit it up pink to mark the first ever civil partnership that took place on the wheel. Oh, that's cool. It is, isn't it? I like that. Um, I know while we had the 2015 uh, Rugby World Cup yes. in London, they, especially for the later games in the knockout series, they would, they would light up half of the wheel, one colours teams, and the other half of the wheel, the other colours teams, so whoever was playing that day, which I thought was pretty cool. Ah! I, I enjoyed I that. I do not remember that at all. Well, there you are. Well, you... <laughs> You were in London at the time. Oh, I was. Yeah. Oh, right. I think they made it a Union Jack, didn't they, for the uh, for William and Kate's wedding? Uh, a, a Union flag. No, it is a boat. <laughs> As is that Lego man. <laughs> or at least his waistcoat is. Have you got anything else you want to tell us about the London? I think though? that covers most of it. Okay. If you have any questions, I probably won't know the answers, but so <laughs> well, shouldn't, ask you I shouldn't necessarily stop you. <laughs> Okay, fine. Um, do you know whenever you see it, there's that gangway up the top? So do oh, you, I mean, if you, if you, if you at the centre of the wheel? Yeah, at the yeah. centre of the wheel, there's a gangway that comes out. Yes. Have you ever seen anyone up there? Because I have never seen anyone up there. No. But, well, there might be people up there now, because as we record this, it is closed for its annual maintenance. Yes, I've never, I've thought it must be more than a coincidence that that happens directly after they use it as a massive fireworks prop. I'm, I must say, like, I'm, I'm aware it's a big technical piece of kit and it's very involved and mechanical and all the rest of it. But it sort of slightly surprises me that they have to close it down for maintenance, like, every year for, like, three weeks. Although the footfall it gets is incredible. This is true. This is true. As we've, as we've mentioned. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just sort of surprised that, you know, they'd have, it'd have to have a sort of quite extended maintenance period, like, every single year. I've just had a thought. Share it. That I've never had before. No. no. We were saying it, ha- it takes 26 centimetres a second to go around. Yes. And I, in fact, made a joke about how ridiculous that figure is. You did. You ridiculed um, me. That's all. Well, I ridiculed the fact, as opposed to yourself. I took it personally. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Good to know for the future. Yes. Uh, it seems more obvious, like, to me, that... The thing we should be talking about is that it takes half an hour to go all the way around. Yes. So it's like, if you were in a boardroom talking about, right, how fast shall we make the London Eye, you don't go, oh, 26 centimetres a second. Oh, approximately how much will that take us to go around? Oh, half an hour. Oh, that's convenient. Like, that, that conversation never happened, right? It, it, it had to have been how long, how fast do we have to make it move so that the trip is half an hour. So the question I want to ask is... What is it capable of? <laughs> Whoa! How this has this has turned sinister. How fast? How fast could the London Eye turn? What is it capable of? Murder. Murder most foul. Yeah, that last one. Yeah, sorry. My point is, how much horsepower does could 
the engine Garner, how fast could the Londonite turn? I don't know, probably much faster. If you turned it up to 11. But, but, I, but, but I think that maybe there have been studies taking place cause, because both the Singapore Flyer and the Star of Nanchang, they both take about the same time. Uh, in fact, the High Roller as well. All, all four of the, of the biggest ferris wheels in the world all take roughly half an hour to do one full rotation. So, which makes me wonder if maybe studies have taken place and they've hit upon that's like the optimum flight time. Yeah, but that feels more like a marketing study than a sort of physics. Yeah, no, no, no. As in, in terms of, in terms of, what will people pay for? Uh, yeah, what will people pay for? How long before people get bored? Yeah, but my point, especially is, given that on the way down, it's, you know, you're going, you're, go, you're getting lower, yeah, and it's the yeah. same people. It's certainly less exciting than going up. I imagine. But so so my point is, yeah, I think you're probably right in that they, they probably have, as you say, adjusted the speed to make the ride last half an hour. But, yeah. So but I don't know the answer to your question. Does that, not, fast does, go. Does, that not what you, d- d- does that not make you want to see it spin I'd love really to see quickly. it spin really quickly. Isn't that... From a very safe distance. <laughs> Can you find out what our engine horsepower is? Like, I'm sure we could work out the physics of this. Are you asking me? I don't know, you're the maths man. I've got no idea. Mathsman. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what the, the maximum potential speed of the London Eye is. Cool. Well, thank you, Rob, for talking to me about the London Eye. You're welcome, in a way. <laughs> in a way. So, I've been Leo. I've been Rob. And this has been By The Way. With Rob and Leo. It's, you know, it's not an interesting pause, it's just a plain pause. It's, a... <laughs> it's, not, it's not a chocolate-covered pause. No. <laughs> it's a vanilla pause. It's a vanilla pause. Um, vanilla, well, I mean, we're vanilla, man. <laughs> we're certainly as white as they come. Jesus. Um, <laughs>